New York. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the 914 Sports Podcast. I'm Frankie Fermonti. With me, as always, my co-hosts, Steven Signori. Howdy. Tony Voza. Hello. Tony Cohen. boy. I was going to correct you there. <laughs> and Joe Diegas. What's up, everybody? I made it. Joe made it. Joe had us a little on edge before we started. He, he took a little time. And now he's starving because of it. But uh, we've got a big week uh, for you this week. We've got a nice, fun NFL slate. We have the end of the World Series and what's going on in the offseason so far. We have some soccer talk. And, of course, we have the one-minute drill and the Wizard of Oz. But we'll get there later. Let's start this week, I think for the first time, maybe since the first or second show that we did. Let's start with some NFL talk. Instead of some baseball talk, um, this was a fun week in the NFL. One of the big marquee games was the Ravens and the Steelers, which basically could have been viewed as the play for the best team in the AFC. Besides the Chiefs. I mean, it might, it it probably isn't because the Chiefs weren't involved. Um, But yeah, let's get into Ravens Steelers, the, the battle for the AFC North. Someone needs to explain to me why this wasn't flexed to Sunday night football. I need an explanation. I th- this was on CBS. So CBS, the way it was explained to me is CBS and Fox get to protect certain games and zero chance CBS was letting this game get flexed. Understand. Okay. I was like, there had to be a reason here. Hey man, that Sunday night football game was some, some quality football there. Don't you hey, think? We're going to talk about that later. Let's talk about some real football teams. We'll, we'll please. Get there. We'll get there. Uh, my, my sleep schedule suffered because of that game. um so yeah the Steelers are seven and out which is this is their best start in front tied for their best start in franchise history uh tied with I believe it's the 1978 Steelers which is one of the greatest teams of all time um those 70 Steelers teams were all stacked but 78's arguably the best of the best and that was their best start so the Steelers are firing on all cylinders um what do you guys got on this game did you see what their schedule's like for the next three weeks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it bad or easy? Oh, no, Cow- they're playing the Cowboys next week. Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys Bengals, Jaguars. And then, oh, here we come. Hey, that- man, give the, give the Bengals some credit. No, so, agree, agree. But it's three games, though, before they play the Ravens again. So, so um, here's that'll the be thing. interesting. That's three games before they play the Ravens. But after the Ravens losing this game – you got to think like Thanksgiving night, all you got to put all your money on the Ravens to take down the 10 and 0 Steelers. Right? Dude, I don't know. Not with, not with the way Lamar's playing right now. Still, I think after losing at home to them, come on. Yeah. I don't know if Pittsburgh could possibly win both games against Baltimore. That's a tough sell. If anything, they were going to lose this game. They were going to lose this game in Baltimore. Now they get to go home. I know they they want to incorporate the run as much as possible, but they ran for 47 times and Lamar had 16 carries. And I think Lamar only threw for 28. So that game plan, they need to rejigger that. I understand that they want to incorporate the run. but I I don't think they need much run. I don't think they need to retool that or um, not using your word, but 
I don't think they need to change the plan just because, I mean, they should have won this game or they should have had at least a good opportunity. They were down in the red zone multiple times. Lamar threw two picks and fumbled the ball twice and didn't get a fourth down where he got two yards instead of three. Like, Lamar Jackson just didn't play well in this game. He immediately put the Ravens in a hole with the pick six on the first drive of the game. He threw – even when he did throw the ball, he was 13 of 28. He was less than 50% passing. Threw for 200 yards, which is nice, but I think a lot of that came as, like, junk yards too. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was good for 100 – they ran for 265 yards. Like, that's crazy. Like, if you – when you run for that, you should win the game usually. You would uh, think. But they just – they just couldn't – could not get the stop when they needed to, and they could not put their uh, could not put the final touches on the Steelers. It was, I wouldn't say it wasn't a fun game to watch because it was, but it, it was just, I don't know, run, 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 run. And I thought it was going to be a lot more. Uh, I thought Lamar was going to come out and have his 2020, okay, I'm back moment, but he just didn't. I, I do, I don't know, man. And you know what's funny too? They they had all those rush yards without Mark Ingram. I feel like running back by committee system is a good thing to have in the NFL, but it's troublesome when you have three guys and you just don't know when to run with the hot hand. Like you're trying to give Mark Ingram Ingram a bunch of carries because he's the veteran in the group, but he's just not as good as JK Dobbins and uh, Gus Edwards. So I think that even after Mark Ingram comes back, we're going to see a continuation of this Dobbins Edwards rushing attack and, even then, like Dobbins and Edwards were at 15 and 16 carries respectively. I think that it's going to go stronger to Dobbins. I just he's an every down back, and I think as as, as they continue to go to Dobbins uh, and favor him, it'll just make the offense a little bit more fluid. Gotcha. And I also think from a receiving core perspective too for the Ravens. Um, I'm not going to say that they have the same problem as the Packers, where they only favor one guy, but I just. I feel like Lamar Jackson has a lot of trouble going through his progressions uh, on a bunch of plays. And if it's not a set run option pass, or if it's not a set bootleg, he doesn't know how to stand in the pocket and go to multiple targets. And I think you saw that this week, like Willie Sneed had a good week, but other than that, like Hollywood Brown is just sitting there as a slot receiver that can do a lot for you. And he's not getting targeted at all. Mark Andrews only had three catches. Uh, for 32 yards and you know it's funny you could chalk that up to Lamar Jackson having a bad game but I mean we've been saying this for weeks and weeks the Steelers I don't think we thought that they were this close because last year it was just like oh Big Ben's out and now that Big Ben's back they're all of a sudden this juggernaut well, I'm curious to see when Dez is going to be incorporated I mean who knows what the what I don't know when that will happen but into the wide receiving core maybe that's also what you were trying to allude to Steve of just having another offensive threat because they have established their run game. Um, there was so much talk of Hollywood Brown being this breakout receiver and it's been solid, but I, I think Des will kind of help incorporate more of the passing game with how much they've established their running game thus far. I mean, yeah. the, go ahead. Sorry, Frankie. Uh, I was just going to say real quick on the Des thing. Uh, am I the only one that thinks like Des is coming in to have one big game and then just be a giant decoy? I don't know if he has one big game, honestly. I, I, while I do agree with that, I, I think that's their game plan. Is Des has one like Des Bryant of old game, and now everybody's like, "Oh fuck, we got to pay attention to Des now." And now Possibly. he's just on the field, just to draw a target, just to draw um, 
defensive drawing back. attention. I think it's drawing attention and opening up the offensive game more. So yeah, you can almost view it about how Gronk is on Tampa. It's just yeah. opening up more offensive options for them, which they probably will need going down the, the rest of the regular season. I don't really think anybody's going to give that Des that much credit. I think he's going to yeah. have to prove people that he can still play because to be honest, his last couple of years, he sort of fell off anyway. Well, I think he's going to have is my, to. My theory is contingent on him having one big game. I just like, think he's going to turn into a slot guy, to be perfectly honest, because the Cowboys used to run him in slot occasionally uh, when they didn't have like Beasley on the field or someone like that. And he actually was very successful at that. The problem was he was still our number one. So they always had to run him outside. So if he's got any legs under him and he can run the slot for Baltimore and give Lamar another short passing game option, I think he'll be fine. But you're also bringing a veteran presence in too, because you have Hollywood Brown. He's young. Devin Duvernay. He's young. Willie Sneed, not necessarily young, but he's been that like borderline wide receiver for a really long time. And Des can come in, bring experience and also bring in that grit. I mean, you saw him on the sideline when he was playing with the Cowboys, like trying to light a fire under everybody's ass. And I think that's what the Ravens need. I feel like they've become very complacent. They were a really good team last year in the regular season. Lamar Jackson won the MVP and they're just kind of sitting on their thumbs. Like, like, what are we supposed to do now? Like we were so good. What the hell happened? So hopefully Des Bryant can bring some type of dimension there. I don't know if Des is the guy I want mentoring my young players. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point too. Keep it, keep it on the field. He's a very, He's very acquired as a taste. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mike Tomlin also became the winningest. Uh, that was crazy to me. Yeah, he just surpassed uh, Dungy. Yeah, for most the winningest wins. black head coach of all time. Yeah, and honestly, he's so young. He's going to, like, shatter that record, yeah. I think. Uh, my last thing on this, the Steelers' defense is freaking amazing. Yeah, They're, they're the reasons they won this game. Um, they gave pick six. And they got another – they got two fumbles in the red zone, a fourth down stop in the red zone. They got the uh, the fumble or – yeah, I think it was a fumble to set up the short field for the next touchdown. Two of the – the Steelers' offense only had two scoring drives in this game. I think they threw for 180 yards and, like, ran for, like, 70 yards. Their offense wasn't – Not even 50 they ran yeah. for. Their offense wasn't cooking to, uh, on Sunday. Is Their defense just set them up in good positions that – and let them um, be, I want to say, mediocre at best. You know what's, too, with Pittsburgh is, I don't know about you guys, but I just feel like they retooled completely on the fly. Like, they went from, like, mediocrity the last couple of years, even though they're always, like, towards the top of the division, to a juggernaut, like, overnight. And I can't even pinpoint, like, a specific Patrick trade. The Minka Minka deal. I know, but, like... Minka, and it just, like... It just clicked out of nowhere. It's so weird. I do want to throw one quick thing out about the Ravens, and we're talking about how there's trouble in paradise. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the uh, post-game emotions got to Hollywood Brown, and he tweeted after the game, what's the point of having soldiers when you never use them? And then in parentheses, he put never and then deleted it. Yep, I saw that. So there's going to be some tension in that uh, in that Ravens locker room for sure. Bro, get open. Like, I'm sorry that Micah Fitzpatrick <laughs> shut your ass down. Like, Will, Willie Sneed had no problems getting five catches for 100 yards. Like, get open. Yep. The, the, Lamar will throw it to you if you're open. He's not going to throw it to you if it's going to just get picked. 
if he gets to him in his progressions. Yeah, yeah, but Hollywood's <laughs> always going to be like number one or two on the progression, so he should be. Sorry, he found his way to my fucking bench for the rest of the season. So. <laughs> <laughs> Your bench waiver wires. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, good way let's, to end it. Let's uh, let's move on to a game that I don't think anybody saw coming. Yo, uh, fuck, uh, fuck, no, fuck. I don't want to talk you, about it, Steven. Fuck you, we're, Steven. We're fuck chalking you. this up to that the NFL is extremely unpredictable from week to week, and when I your star my, running back oh. comes back and destroys your defense, that's just it. Just happens. I think my sometimes. two biggest gambling loss weeks of this season have been because of the Packers. Yeah, this one so. and the game against the Bucks. They can never be trusted. So. The Packers lost to the five and one Packers going into the week, lost to the one and five Vikings going into the week at Lambeau. At Lambeau, which is it's mind blowing. It's also insane because if you look at how both teams scored, the final was 28 21, correct? 28 22. 28 22, correct. I'm sorry, my mistake. But all every touchdown. Every Vikings touchdown, all four Vikings touchdowns, thanks to the returning Dalvin Cook. Mm. All three Packers touchdowns, thanks to Devontae Adams. So, clearly, the two best players on the team, But I mean, Aaron Rodgers aside, the two best players on the teams were what got through this game. Um, Hashtag not my MVP. Honestly, (laughs) he's finding his way right out of that conversation. Uh, I'm – Devonte Adams is making uh, his case for MVP of the Packers because I don't know, I man. Know. Steven, what, does Matt Lafleur know who Dalvin Cook is? Dude, uh, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook is. I'm at a doing loss that for words, ev- man. He's Dalvin Cook's no. been doing that to everybody in defense of Steve's team. Did you see how easy? Not in defense of Steve's teams. Pat, the Packers have not had a run defense for like ever, for like six or seven years. <laughs> We don't so, get. We don't pick anybody. We pick Kenny Clark, and we expect him to just work the two guards and the center every single year, and it's never going to work. Did you guys see what we did yesterday? We lined up Preston Lose? fucking Smith. He's an oh. outside linebacker. We lined him up as a cornerback. He played cornerback in a man scheme. I mean, they were, and we I lined mean, up, and we lined up with three line, down linemen when. When it was first and ten for the Vikings, for example, we'd line up with Kenny Clark, two defensive ends, and then an outside linebacker rushing from the side. And you think that the Vikings aren't going to run it down our throats? This would have been great information to have before I picked the Packers in my survival. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. Um, it was the first half was so funny though. There were only four drives in the first half, all went for touchdowns, and then in the second, the third quarter, like- there were. The third quarter, there was like five drives in like four minutes. It was hysterical. Yeah. Well, did the you guys first, see that? The first half was like actually kind of fun to watch because it was like meticulous, awesome drives. Like you were like, oh, shit, this is a, like good football. This is what good football teams do, even though one of the teams was the Vikings. It's like this is like a 15 play, like 10 minute drive that ends with the touchdown. This is how football's supposed to be played. And then just immediately the second half was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Well, I don't know about good offense versus good offense. It was the Packers are just a oh, terrible run defense. By good offense, just, I, yeah, I was going to say, I mean Calvin Cook. I was going to say you can't take good offense when you have Kirk Cousins in that like, conversation. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins yesterday, his longest throw in the air was eight yards. 
Oh my god. Eight this is yards. making me so mad. That's the Ryan Patterson. The, Dal- the Dalvin right Cook screen. I was going to say, was it two Dalvin Cook? Yeah, probably. But that that screen touchdown that he had, he looked great. Like, granted, it's probably going to be on, like, the highlight reels when he eventually retires and will probably end up in the Hall of Fame if he can stay healthy. We missed about four or five, like, clear, clear tackles. And that's been a problem for of ours between the run defense and missed tackles. It's, it's been killing us for years, years, years and years. That's like the freaking – that's the freaking theme for this. Packers and Vikings equals – just years and years of problems that instead of going to draft players that can help us now in those spots, we draft fucking Jordan Love and AJ Dillon to not get on the field one. And then the other one gets COVID and puts the entire team at risk for this week and beyond. Speaking of uh, Jordan Love, we should definitely add that sound bite from the draft to our Instagram page. Oh we yeah. Fuck- <laughs> yeah. We, have to we probably that. should, but the best part is that that sound bite isn't even me saying anything. It's just all you guys yelling at me and me in disbelief. Just like my head's like my hands are in my head my hands are in my face. Like, well, do you think, do you think Jordan Love could play cornerback or something? Well, that, that, <laughs> that was actually the joke um, after the game because like Packers, Packers Twitter, Packers Instagram, like posted a, a final score tweet. And and then the day after, it was uh, Jordan Love's birthday. So they posted, happy birthday, Jordan Love. And everybody was like, oh, great. So can he coach the defense for us? <laughs> running back? Oh, God. It's so true, though. So true. And, and unless we do something before tomorrow's trade deadline, we might win the division still. I'm not, giving, I'm not letting the Bears win that division. I'm giving up. They're gonna they're gonna lose in the first round. Steve, I'm surprised there there hasn't been more activity coming from the Packers, like even coming into this week. Activity Yo, hit with what? Hit up with hit up with... the Jets, Steve. We'll trade everybody. Hey man, <laughs> Avery, Avery Williamson got yeah. traded to the Steelers and he posted a picture of him still in his uh his jet his uniform. uniform. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Steve, I'm talking defensively. I'm talking defensively because to your point, I mean, they've had this issue for years now. So you would think that they would try and find a piece going Joe, into it. Joe, are you not the trying Packer to way, trigger Joe. me right now? That's it not the Packer way, Are you Joe. trying to Not intentionally. Me? So do you know what the Packers would do? I think if they trade with the Jets, Frank Gore the Packer. Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I'm fucking kill them. Sixth round. Oh, coach would be like, pick. you know, we'd have to replace A.J. Dillon. He has COVID, so, you know, we want to bring another running back in. Solidify our run game. Frank Gore, gonna... good in the... Frank Gore good in the cold, I'm sure. <laughs> They're going to invent, like, the player to be named later in football for Frank Gore. They're going to trade him for a player to be God. named later. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. I'm ready. I want to get off of this game. I was going to say, are we good to go from one miserable miserable piece of shit to another? Because, oh, my goodness. Oh, God, this was amazing. Frankie's reaction. (laughs) Can can somebody else? Yes, I'll lead lead this in for you, Frankie. All right, everybody. You're going to lose to us on Monday. We're going to talk about the Bills and the Pats. For those of you who don't know, let's cut to the end of the game. It was great. The Bills. It's the only thing they showed on TV. The Bills were up 24-21. Cam Newton's driving down the field. Two-minute drill, baby. 30 seconds left in the game. Cam Newton brings it in for a touchdown. Pats win 28-21. Uh, 28-24. Right? Frankie, that's what happened? Wait, Tony, you're shaking your head no. Why? What happened? No, no, no. So. Uh, Wait, what happened, guys? I'm really min- confused. Minutes, I think minutes someone dropped the ball. Who was minutes? it? Minutes. No, I don't oh. think he dropped it. 
I don't Cam think he Newton dropped fumbled it. the ball with 30 seconds left in the game and two timeouts on the 18 yard line. Oh, you hate to see that for the Patriots so, minutes before this fumble happened. I was telling my, my dear friend, Tony Cohen, I was saying, Tony Cohen, you know, I don't like how this game's gone so far, but Cam is starting to look like the Cam of the first couple of weeks where he was running the ball well. Like it looked like he had some semblance of what like an offense is supposed to look like. And I was like, yeah, I think if he's starting to move like this again, he hasn't been moving like this since he came back, since he got uh, tested positive. Uh, Like uh, this is looking good. This is going to be a good game. I think we're going to be okay. This was like two or three minutes before. And then I was like, all right, two-minute drill. Let's go, Patriots. Always do the two-minute drill. Let's go. Wee! And then he started running. And I was like, oh, this looks great. And then he fumbled the ball. And I maybe screamed like a little girl because I had – I had no idea how it got punched out, how a guy that big gets it punched out from behind like that, how nobody falls on it, how nobody's even near the play to fucking, it's your quarterback running. How is there not anybody near the play to set up a block? Like, what are we doing? It's just another just heartbreaking moment. I couldn't believe Bill Belichick didn't cut Cam like immediately after that. I I can't believe he's still on the team. I can't believe... It's trade deadline time. Like, why is Aaron Rodgers not on our team yet? Do you throw in the white flag right now? Yeah, so Frankie, that's my question. We have four good players on defense. Trade them for Aaron Rodgers, and we'll just score 60 points a game, and we'll win that way. Frankie, when do you sit Newton and just go for, like, Justin Fields or Trey Lance from North Dakota? Like, when does Bill start doing that? I think this might be the week that does it. Because it's a loss to the Bills – Right, it's division. Yeah, it's a division loss to the now first place Bills. Who Miami's like four and three. Yeah, I I still think the Bills. This is probably their division to lose at this point. Oh no, I'm saying, they, but Miami's ahead of the Pats too yeah, now. Like it, it's the Bills' division to lose. I think after a loss like that, there's not unless you start playing out of your minds. I don't think there's a way you're coming back and winning this division. Um, I I don't think. I think if the Dolphins keep playing the way they are, the Dolphins look way better than I think anybody gave them credit for. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to end up a wild card team, to be honest. And I think we're going to be shit out of luck. I think this was the week where it's like, okay, this is the Bills division this year. Let's just fucking tank it and see what we could get. If we could rebuild in the draft, rebuild in free agency, Cam's getting the fuck out of here. I think we need to rely on who's going to be free agents and, maybe make a trade maybe do something hope that the season like all our guys that opted out before the season come back and play well next year because that's a big problem on the defensive side of the ball is a lot of our guys are hurt or opted out for this season um for the ones that opted out though technically if if i remember correctly in the beginning of the season if they were on the last year of their contract they just got pushed back a year correct I don't remember what the what the deal is with the NFL. Because I have a feeling that I mean, defensively, with all the players that you have missing, it it does make sense of when you're kind of looking at where you stand and where you can be in the draft, and kind of just say like, okay, like take this on the chin, fine, like this wasn't our year, and kind of piece together what you realized are your weaknesses now, because there are things that have been exposed, but 
I won't call him too much of an exposure because you are missing a big portion of your defense that have opted out or have gone injured. And then you have Edelman who goes on the IR. So there's just a lot of just, there's a lot of unknowns because of everything that's unfolded over preseason and now over during the, throughout the season. Yeah. And just to add to Joe's point too, those defensive guys that are out are pretty much the backbone of your defense. Cause going from the lineup and you got Shelton out, Hightower out and Chung out. Yeah. Um, also, guys. <laughs> and, and our what's it called? Like the other guys that are good, like the McC- like McCordy and fucking uh, what's his name? Jesus Christ, fucking defensive player of the year last Wait, year. Jesus okay, Christ Hightower? plays for your team. Uh, Hightower? No, Hightower wasn't defensive player of the year. What's his face? Gilmore. Gilmore. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Oh. Uh, those guys aren't playing like they have been the last couple of years. So that's another thing. Is I think. I don't think it's regression as much as I've said it before on the podcast. I think defense gets hurt way harder by the no preseason. I think defense has got hurt way more. Um, And our defense is no exception. Add on the fucking opt outs, add on injuries, add on everything. It's just regression. It's not regression. Like you said, it's exposure. That's really what it is. Like you got exposed to like where your holes are. Exposure scares me a little bit too because this is probably the first time in his career as the head coach of the Patriots where it seemed like Bill Belichick was making an excuse mm-hmm. saying hey, we're dealing with young guys because we don't have playoff of payroll flexibility. That's a fucking excuse. And At that's least one not, team in Boston has not, flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one team does. That was good. But that's like that's a Bill Bell like that's an excuse from Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick doesn't make excuses. So that is what really makes me nervous. You know what? More nervous than anything. I think we all just need to stop talking. Like we're so sad about this, Frank. I I really feel bad. I'm so so happy. happy. It's the first time that they're going to not make the playoffs since 2008. And the last time they had a record was in 2000. 2000 was the last time it was Belichick's first season. This is amazing. Oh no, I'm I'm thrilled. Don't get me wrong. Don't get in. I was at my uh my I was at my cousin's house on Sunday, and a bunch of her friends were over, um, who are Patriot fans, and they were like sitting there, like, oh, I can't. Did you see Cam fumble? I can't believe. I don't. I don't know how that happened. How did this happen? (laughs) And I literally just was like, yo, welcome to the rest. Welcome to the real NFL, guys. This is is what it's like for the rest of us. It's, it's one thing it's one thing for the Pats to like as it looks right now not win the division but coming in third I think is what is kind of like the nail in the coffin with how the Dolphins have been playing the last few weeks so I think at that point you'd rather come in third place and be like okay with it the only thing I could think of is how the brain trust is working I'm figuring out how we lose to the Jets and somehow get the first no pick. stop that I'm and so for- nervous about that <laughs> I just, I'm so scared the only way that I think this season has a glimmer of hope is knowing that the Patriots will f- like figure out a way to fuck the Jets. We'll lose to the Jets twice and somehow get the first pick and take Trevor Lawrence. And I will just, I, I will cackle. I- I'll die. I will pass out and lose oxygen because I will laugh so hard on pro- hopefully recorded on the podcast in Tony Vose's face about how we NFL lost to you guys teams, twice on purpose. NFL teams will forfeit before they allow the Pats to get the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I would rather see them trade for Jordan. I was, I, 
So <laughs> that'd be so much more fun. He's so, the se- second coming of Tom Brady. There's, oh, I, I got, I got three, or really, there's two options. There's one either tanking to the point where we somehow get the first pick over the Jets and ruin Tony Rose's life. Nope, not happening. Or you know what would be worse? We somehow finagle away into trading for the first pick from you guys, because that would be the most zero chance that happens. You would have to give us devastating. I know it'll never. It won't. It would never happen on the planet. It will never happen in a billion years. But that slight glimmer of just ruining Jets fans' lives. You want to see that happening? You want to see the quickest way? You want to see the quickest way a team owner gets killed, like actually gets murdered? Is trade, like, the, trade the first trade pick to the, the first pick to the Patriots. <laughs> Especially when the Pats, and, have, the Pats will have like the eight pick. And the Johnsons and we'll will you. not will not survive. We'll like, trade. You. I'm not saying like I would do anything. Obviously, like for all those legal purposes, like <laughs> the I would. Lawyer I, and Tony just came I, out real. Fast. I would be very concerned for the Johnsons' health if they did that because New York fans would burn down MetLife Stadium. <laughs> the Pats are gonna trade the fucking. Like the eighth pick, and Jared Stidham for the first pick, and just ruin everybody's lives. And it will be again hypothetically. All right, get off this because this is that's that's never gonna happen. That would be fantastic, and then we'll go twelve and four next year with Trevor Lawrence. Oh my god! Also, it's halftime. How are the Giants up fourteen to six? On the Bucks, I, it always happens, and then watch because them. the Patriots can never beat the Giants. Is Eli is Eli Manning like in the stadium, like <laughs> just cursing everybody? Tom Coughlin is Tom Brady just like can't beat the Giants? Like I don't get it. Well, Deion Lewis is going to be beating him, which is the funniest part. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I, I do. Lewis who got activated like four minutes ago, right? Yeah, I do want to leave the Patriots thing on on just one point, and I think it's the best one: is that we make fun of Tony Bellata. For being a Cowboys fan and being uh, so Tony miserable, Cullen. Tony Cullen. But, but the Cowboys in the '90s were a dynasty. Came out with lofty expectations and then became a mediocre franchise that tried to recreate the early '90s success. You're about to Frankie. be the Cowboys. You're baby. about to be a Cowboys fan. How do you feel? God, you're in for a rude awakening, bud. Those lofty I mean, expectations are going to kill I, you for like 25 years. As horrible as that may be, at least I'll always have the Yankees to fall back on instead of the <laughs> fucking Mets. Spoken like a true. We have the Patriots Bears fan. right now too that you've endorsed Thank since you. last week, so you have that. Yeah. yeah, we got. Let's let's jump to that. I so, would just uh, real Frankie, quick before we no. talk about no wait before we talk about the Bears, I also endorsed Aaron Rodgers for MVP, so I am fucked up. Yeah, Frankie, you're literally destroying. Yeah, I love you. Good juju. You're helping me so much in this. I mean, who's your who's your killer for this week? I've been saying let's go Jets, so that's why they don't win. So we need the Jets to start losing. Unbelievable! Somehow Frankie endorses the Bears, and then they go on a two-game losing streak. You lost lost to the Saints yesterday. I know. Which this is again, Stephen, proof that the Bears are going to win the division. Because the Packers got mollywopped by the fucking Vikings. Meanwhile, the Bears actually played a very good game against a Super Bowl contending Saints team. I don't care how old Drew Brees is. Tony, Packers beat Tony. the Saints earlier this yeah. season. And don't care. Tony, tell me, who the the receiver, tell me who the receivers for the Saints were. Can Wait, you name one? Yesterday? Not yeah, Michael you... Thomas. Taysom Hill. Okay. Taysom Not... Hill. Yeah. Taysom Hill was the Exactly. Not Michael Thomas. Not Emmanuel Sanders. Not Marcus Callaway. Like... 
Traquan was Traquan Smith Shit, playing? I didn't realize yeah, Tyler he was out too. Traquan Smith played, but it had nothing. That doesn't matter. They throw the ball to Alvin Kamara like a thousand times anyway. Yeah, and the defense still didn't play that bad. It still goes back to the fact that the Bears have a god awful quarterback who's somehow worse than Trubisky, but now they won't go back to him. So we're just bring back Mitch. All right, let's talk about the most interesting thing about this about this game. Yeah, come on, man. Mr. Was, Wims, was great. what were you doing on that play? He he Naruto palmed the <laughs> shit out of that guy. <laughs> and he just got bitch slapped by the rest by everybody else. That was weird. But the thing what? is that he got hit the first time and just didn't react. Granted, I probably wouldn't react also, and then just got it so, once again. All right, real quick. Apparently it was started because the 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 other guy had his like hand in Wim's eyes or whatever. Uh, that, uh, see, that's no, the thing, no. Frankie. There's like three stories. One is that he put his hands in his eyes. The other is that he spit in his face. And the, now I'm hearing that he took his mouthpiece out of his mouth, which I don't know how the hell that happened. I've only yeah, no, 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 no. Let, let's let's go back. That guy's to the got beginning. sick hands. Let's go back that. to the beginning. So Anthony Miller's the player who got the finger stuck in his helmet. But with Wims, what happened was he has the mouthpiece that uh, hangs off of his face mask after the play. So Gardner walked over to him. They had some words, and Gardner snatched his mouthpiece. (laughs) I was watching a video where his mouthpiece was just laying on the ground for, like, probably, like, a full quarter of time until one of the plays was right near the mouth guard, and one of the offensive linemen just looked down at it and was like, what the hell is this doing here? And just chucked it, like, 15 yards behind him. So the next two though. So Javon Wims barely sees the field. So the next time he saw the field was that late in the game. So the Saints defender is probably like he got hit the first time and he kind of like squared him up. Like, wait, why are you trying to hit me? Oh yeah, I did that. Like in the second quarter of the game, it's legit. Like an almost two second break where it's just, he slaps him. And then they just look at each other for like two solid seconds. And then, and then he slaps him and then he slaps him again. And then all hell breaks loose. But it's literally like he smacked them and they had a conversation like, why the fuck did you smack me? Do you remember <laughs> my mouth guard? Oh, that was you? Oh, and then he gets hit again and then the brawl breaks out. Okay. It, I, that long of time. I, I don't know about you guys. Hysterical. I never understand when those idiots punchy punch each other's helmets oh like, so stupid. it's like those things are meant to go helmet to helmet and like protect your head but yeah your fist on my helmet's really gonna do something so i don't get why you wouldn't grab face mask and drag somebody around why would you swing at them like that's some macho shit not some i'm gonna fight you shit wasn't wanna, it andre yeah. johnson who like like did that to Cortland Finnegan like yeah. years ago, like grabbed yeah. him by the face mask and like wow. ripped his fucking head down. They, and then just like, they need to study hockey fight. Like NFL yeah. fights need to study hockey fights. Cause you need to go like yeah. Jersey over the head. Fuck with the, or pads, grab by the pads. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta, well, hey, you gotta study some hockey, but uh, whims. Hey man, whims came from behind. On, on the defender, so he could have just horse collar tackled like the yeah, shit like, out of him and just if you're gonna get suspended, like, grab like, into it. it yeah. Grab into his pads. Yeah. You're fucking breaking your hands, stupid. Earn it. Yeah. Like do something to like because everyone's trying to like just laughing at you right now. At least like like when AJ Green would get in, got in his fight, like he beat the shit out of the cornerback for it. Like <laughs> yeah. beat the shit out of the cornerback if you're gonna do it. 
Instead, Janoris Jenkins just came in and backed up <laughs> this guy and just crushed Wims. Oh, crushed him. And then the, the best part of the whole thing is Janoris Jenkins crushed Wims, and then Wims gets up and starts flexing all over the place like he did something good. He sees the flag on the field, and he's probably like, you know, I, pr- I probably got a 15-yard penalty for us, and we're going to be okay. And number 74 on the Bears, one of their offensive linemen, is just like, like walking towards Javon Williams, just like pointing to the sideline, like as to say, like, get the fuck out of here, man. What are you trying to do? Like, <laughs> you're the one that obviously started it. You're the one that's going to get the penalty on our team and you're going to have, you're getting ejected. Like you made a fool out of yourself. Get out of here, man. By the <sighs> way, this was like one of three games that had like big brawls in them. Like somebody got ejected in the Titans game, I think. Didn't one of the Titans get ejected for like hitting a ref in inadvertently? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was another – I forget what the other game was. It might have been Steelers-Ravens where, like, they were getting chippy and, like, scrappy. Not surprised. Oh, yeah, Which, yeah. Same, that, same same type of thing. That's, uh, but that's a game Judon that it makes sense in. Ejected. Yeah, but it, it was like a, he was trying to break free from somebody and he didn't see the referee and he, like, inadvertently hit the referee. and they Yeah, he was trying to – Oh, yeah, he hit him. I, so. I, I hate that. I, I hate so that stupid. too. Yeah. yeah. But still, there was, like, three – I believe it was three games that had, like – pull apart brawls and two of them two games had ejections like yesterday was a little chippy little chippy for my tastes <laughs> did you see, speaking of brawl i know it's not nfl did you see the florida missouri uh fight on saturday no like, was that those a good team, one too oh yeah those that went sideline to sideline like full fists being thrown by like every t- it wasn't like just the guys on the field it was no, like no neat. helmet uh no 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 like it was a full pile and the you just see haymakers coming off like again hitting each other like in the helmets but like it's just I, <laughs> that was a legit fight like that's a basis that's that's like with the MLB when the, the dugouts clear like sidelines came together and we're just that's going amazing. at it that's great because that then like just watching the Love referee it. just what not even that. Just watching referees have to throw their hats. Like, oh yeah, uh, waiting for them to start taking off shoes to throw shoes. <laughs> it's so that's so much fun. What, what do you think the refs do there? All right, guys, like we're we just picking out numbers to call penalties on here. Yeah. Like, I think it's you have one hawk-eyed ref stand way far back and start looking for numbers, <laughs> and then if he calls a number and forgets the color, then too bad. Like number ninety-nine on the green team, but it was the blue team. But I, I forgot already. At that point, uh, it's 16 numbers. I'm not remembering who's who. Yeah, no, no way. Uh, so, yeah, that that was fun. Uh, and it's going to be real fun when Wims comes back in two weeks and then can't practice because his hand's broken. Mm. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for, like, full coverage. Let's, uh, let's jump into our quick hitters for football. Um, I don't think we should start with the Sunday night game. Just we'll, we'll get to that one. We'll ben build to that one. Yeah. Let's start, I'm a with, de <laughs> let's start with uh, the Jets and the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs were like 20-point favorites. They covered. And they covered. Yeah. Let's go. Good teams win. Great teams, teams cover. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to. Um, I was just quickly on this game. Again, the Jets, in the first half, they were they it was like 14 9 at one point yeah and i'm sitting there with my dad and my dad's like i can't wait for them to lose by like 30 and my dad was absolutely right uh because adam gase it's like something like i i think they're keeping him for this reason like he's like oh shit like this stuff's working 
Nope, time to switch the game plan. <laughs> Denzel Mims, again, our number one receiver because Crowder and Perryman are out, has two catches for th- uh, two catches on three targets. And Frank Gore, let's run the ball 14 times with old man Frank Gore. Uh, Jets continue to lose 0 and 8. Here comes 0 and 16. Chiefs look good again. I'm not going to take too much out of this game for the Chiefs because the Chiefs should have covered this game. But Jets suck, whatever. So the Jets are going to beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football. I've never seen you, somebody do worse. Plan. I've never seen somebody do worse press conferences than Adam Gase. So like, stupid. Like what I was just doing on the so camera, bad. he just steps up there and just like looks at you like he's a serial killer. And then <laughs> like they'll ask him a question and he'll just be like, you know, um, I don't know, man. Like I just, I just, I had that feeling that we were gonna, th- we were gonna throw that touchdown, and and I don't know. I hate when they ask him I'm about so player what? use because he's just like. Uh, I, I think we're using everybody correctly. It's like you're you're stupid. Then you're just a bad coach. Voza, do you think they have his replacement picked out already, or do you think they're, um, they're waiting? I hope to see not. Would, I hope not because then it would really be between like uh, Quinn and uh, O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah, I, I mean, I would you really, don't think you don't think there's any like under the I, behind closed think, doors meetings no, with like a big college I, I guy or anything? I, because no, because I think. Um, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Eric Bieniemy. I Thank was going to bring him up. I too. think he's. I think he's going to be a highly sought after coach this offseason. And I would love to, for the Jets if we're going to if we do get Trevor Lawrence. And there, of course, every every Jet fan because now we again we, the Jets have all the cap space and it's the same old story. They're going to go after either Juju or Kenny Galladay or insert big wide or yeah insert big wide receiver here. Um, and with Trevor Lawrence, I would love an Eric, uh, Bien-Aimé as our coach. Like he's, he's an offensive mind, which you need. So, so I, 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 but no, Frankie, I don't think there's like a hush hush, like, all right, you're going to be our coach kind of guy. All right. Well, yeah, we're giving you Trevor. We're just going to let this guy ride it yeah. out. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so let's get the fuck away from that game. Uh, a big, uh, would you guys consider this a big shocker or just oh, yeah. a huge the Titans lost. I think this was the – was this the biggest? Well, as of right now, was, I think, the biggest upset for this uh, week, right? No, they the were Packers, seven. The Packers, no, the no, Packers were seven-point favorites. Well, so were the, suck. So were the Bengals. Or so were the Titans. No, the Titans, Titans seven. were five and a half. At, no, I think, I think they closed at seven. They closed at seven. I, listen, at close, yes, the Titans were the biggest favorite, so fine. Well, who but knows it, this uh, Giants game now? But, yeah, well. Um, feel- yeah, but this, I think it's a big loss. Very big loss. I think it's – Go, I think, Paul Tony. No, I was going to say, I think it's a big loss, but I feel like the Titans never blow anybody out. I don't know if I just get that feeling. So, like, them losing – like, I feel like the spread was always too big for this game. Yeah, but they they got blown out by 11, and they made it close. They, they didn't make it – I'm sorry. They were losing by, like, 21 with, like, five minutes left in the they game. They lost by yeah. 11, but they never – the game was never yeah, – The game was 11. never that close. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think that's – like they're just down after the Steelers loss, or do you think like I, I personally think it's because the Bengals are better than anybody gives them credit for? Um, I think so. I, I mean, they also had their defense is Ryan, terrible. Still, Ryan but. Tannehill threw a pick in the beginning of the game and the first drive in the red zone, which like set them back. And then I don't know, the, their defense couldn't stop the Bengals at all. Yeah. Like it, it, Burrow was just picking them apart, and Gio Bernard was going off too. This yeah. was without mixing. Yeah, the running game was actually pretty good without mixing. It is. was like they had what they got two two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, it so. is weird seeing Giovanni Bernard not be terrible. 
I feel like he's, he's never... always been like relevant, but to a lesser degree where you still know that he's like, he's always, you, he, he could still like perform, but then he's you always... look back on it and you're like, how the fuck is he still performing? I feel like he's always good enough to be like one of the worst starting running backs in the league. <laughs> he's I just, associate yeah. he just always is like, Oh God, this is their starter. But then he's always good to like maintain that position. And then they got Mixon and it was like, Oh, finally. And then still, Giovanni Bernard somehow makes himself healthy. relevant. Fantasy is a good barometer of like, this guy can probably get you 10 points in a flex position when you have all your other guys on a, on a bye week. All you guys on a bye week and Mixon's out. That's that's the key, too. Mixon <laughs> Dan, will just put up guys, first. Don't worry. Daniel Jones just showed back up. Uh, he just threw the, the worst pick ever. <laughs> the Giants are back. <laughs> there Big you Dan. go. Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump to... Uh, Broncos Chargers was a game. God, poor Chargers. Chargers gonna charger. Uh, no poor Chargers. Good Steve, for your Burrow, brother, all right after this one. I watched it with him and they lost. And I just looked at him and said, "Sorry, man," because he's just used to it already. They do this all the freaking time. I don't. That was. I don't it was it. a very Chargers loss. Twenty-four was, to man. three, they were winning. Twenty-four to three. It was bad. Oh I liked Drew, I liked Drew Locke's little dance though when he was done <laughs> after yeah, his touchdown pass. His pregame speech was horrendous. It I was didn't really see bad. You have to go look at it. It was not. not good. <laughs> hey, but they won. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I. So the only thing I was I don't know what the Chargers' offensive game plan was here because Justin Herbert was lighting them up again. Because in the first like quarter, I was like about to text Joe like, oh, maybe this is the game that Burrow makes up some ground. And then in the second quarter, Burrow throws, uh, Herbert throws for two touchdowns, immediately comes out in the third quarter, throws another touchdown. I was like, oh, it's back. And then all of a sudden, it's just nothing ever again. Like, yeah. they just were like, all right, now we, we got a 21-point lead. Let's just, like, run the ball a little bit and call it a day. Yeah. It didn't make sense. Yeah, that, it was. it ended up being rough. Like, ugh. I um, also could care less about these two teams. I yeah, f- yeah. I hate the Broncos. Just, like, the Broncos are so boring. I, I do hate like the, Broncos. the Chargers, but I yeah, I won't like the Chargers until like they actually could make Herbert be watchable. Yeah, it, I just it's feel so like they always yeah that they always have games like this. These two teams, I feel like I'm glad the Broncos won just because now it puts another team that could think about drafting a quarterback another win away from the Jets. <laughs> And that's all that matters. That is true. You, I you, think you want the Broncos to win that game yeah, over I don't the Chargers. The Chargers aren't going to draft yeah. another quarterback, so. I don't know why Jet fans are so, like, gung-ho about Trevor Lawrence. I can't figure it out. No, 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 no. We're gung-ho about just having a new quarterback. But, like, it's not yeah, even his this, fault. Tony, Tony, they do this every three years. Tony, yeah, just, just like, okay, I have guy's... nothing else to look forward to. <laughs> You don't want alignment with the number one pick? <laughs> no, like I haven't. I like, like let me let me be the team. Like even when the Jets were like when Darnold was coming, I couldn't even be like, oh, I get the I get the pick of my lit of the litter. Like I still had to be like, oh, I need things to fall right for me to get my quarterback. How old is Frank Gore's son? Is Frank Gore's son eligible to be drafted yet? <laughs> oh, no, I think he's only a freshman. Thank God. Oh, yeah, he's in college. Does Adam Gase have children? Oh, no, they'd already not. they'd already be starting quarterback on the Jets. Don't That'd worry. be so funny. <laughs> It's their first two picks. They somehow trade up to number two. It's going to be Frank Gore Jr. and Adam Gase Jr. Uh, and wait, all right, Tony, how can you say, like, like, Trevor Lawrence is highly, like, considered to be the best prospect since Andrew Locke? I know, but he's going to the Jets. So? <laughs> so he's exactly. saying that the, the potential is just going to be diminished being on the team as a Jets. 
the Jets ruin every quarterback. It's just a fact. Until they prove me wrong, Fair enough. I, I'm gonna Fair feel enough. bad. I for won't Trevor. argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mark Sanchez did go to back-to-back AFC championships. Uh, so, I mean, this Mark Sanchez. That defense Mark, Mark went Sanchez, to back to back. I was going to say, Mark Sanchez went to back to AFC championships. Do you realize how good that defense was? So good. Oh, my God. You're asking me? You're asking me? That's a good point. I was in love with that defense. I have a I have a football signed by the defensive back squad of that. It's like one of my most prized possessions. Oh, my God. boy Revis, like that was prime Revis. I, w- I wish you guys wanted one uh the one uh, where the Packers play the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That would have been awesome. A Packers Jets a, Super Bowl. That would have been a good that would have been all defense that Super Bowl. Steven just wanted to bring up the Packers again. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, he wanted to bring up the I'm Packers trying, when they had I'm, a defensive presence. I'm waiting till later so I could bring up the team that I'm actually happy with. Ooh. Oh god. Oh, all right. I I mean I don't know what fucking team he's talking about. So oh, he's talking about soccer. Yeah, oh, of course. Oh, he is. We'll give it some shit. time. Anyways, let's talk about the other two teams. Though the, let's talk about probably the last game we're going to cover. Let we'll run through this quick because this game was fucking. The highlight of the game Horrible. was a, a field goal. So Benvenucci, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Dominica de Coco. One of the worst Sunday night football games I've ever watched. It was so. Bad. I'll say the Ugh. worst. It was brutal. It was so bad. It was clo- like it was close, but it was also boring. I literally said to Frankie, good. it was just one of those games that it was close, so I had to keep watching it. But if there was ever a definition of a slow motion car crash, it was literally this <laughs> fucking game. Carson Wentz is trash. He's yeah. bad. Yo, speaking of slow motion, I'm telling you, man, he plays slow motion every single game. And the best part, too, is we're going to talk about the Cowboys and make fun of them. At least the Cowboys didn't give their quarterback – 35 million dollars a year to play like that did you i'm see not gonna make so the Cowboys. bad did you see the stat comparison ben fucking denucci who by the way what is god awful like every time ben he threw the ball it just like would float in the air and be like no wait tony it. how about them do the little patrick mahomes comparison because he kept throwing it like sideways <laughs> <laughs> Tony I said, said it's the first everyone, play in the game. The first play in the game, I go to Frankie. Oh, shit, he throws sidearm? He's going to be great. Mahomes is like <laughs> the only other guy that can do that. He only goes, th- he goes he throws the ball th- nine yards out of Only th- players that are really great throw sidearm. There's Mahomes, and you gave me another player, and then I, I said, did. and who else? And you go, uh, Mahomes? <laughs> Philip Rivers throws it sidearm. Yeah, it was like Mahomes throws sidearm, Philip Rivers throws sidearm. Yeah, Tony, who else throws sidearm? Mahomes throws sidearm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz, though, his stat line at the end of the game was Ben DiNucci's stat line. How, how do you pay a quarterback to be your franchise guy that did as good as a third stringer? Now, Tony, are you upset that you were – I mean, the Cowboys had a chance to win this game up until that sack that got somehow uh, not ruled down and then taken back for a touchdown. There was a lot of funny stuff going on at the end of the game. I don't get how, first off, the call on the field was that he wasn't down and that they let him just pick up the ball and run it back. And then how is that not reviewable anywhere? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, it was a really shitty way to lose, but it was probably just putting me out of my misery so I could at least stop watching with five minutes left as opposed to watching another five minutes of that And then the onside free kick, like where nobody knew who had the ball, so they were just like, uh, Eagles ball. Which another one that made no sense to me because there was like 13 Cowboys on the ball, one Eagle guy, and they're like, oh, it must have been him who's got it. <laughs> Real quick, 
you so how do you get a free kick you just give up points safety yeah so that was actually no it was actually very smart of the uh i mean um, cowboys they were still within range to like if they scored they were still within range yeah because the basically it it made it was made complete sense it was actually like very intelligent this is one of those things like the if a reliever gets the final out of an inning you don't have to do the three three uh batter Mm -hmm. rule it's one of those things where i was like you could just take a safety? What the fuck? Yeah. I had no I fucking didn't know that shit. The only thing I'll say about this game and then we could get off of it cuz I don't even want to talk about it anymore is I don't understand how all of a sudden Kellen Moore decided to run a fun offense where he was like pulling out all these trick oh, plays yeah. for cuz he obviously didn't trust Danucci to drop back and pass it. But <laughs> dude, run passes like like run plays like that with Prescott and your actual offense. Don't just run it with the shittiest no. quarterback that we have. But no, we can't do that. So it is what it is. Tony, are you hoping to see um what the fuck's it? Garrett Gilbert or whoever, the AAF superstar that's now your fourth string uh quarterback? Or are you looking for Red Rifle to come back? I really just think I want them to lose out at this point because it's just not even fun. So I'd rather get like a top five pick. So Gilbert Grape, you want to start? No. Keep playing Dominic DeCoco. I honestly would rather see Danucci because every time he throws the ball, I just, like, get to the edge of my seat because I'm like, where the fuck is this going? (laughs) Every time he winds up, every time he winds up, Tony goes, Ben Danucci. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Nutrition, baby. Cheering for Dalton's not fun. Even at the end of the game, it was like the fourth quarter. Every time Danucci would actually drop back to pass it, I'd be like, Danucci. (laughs) <laughs> I'm honestly waiting for the point where they, you know how they've done open tryouts to find a kicker on the team, like waiting for the Cowboys <laughs> to do that for QB at this point. Cause if it keeps going the way it does, you kind of just need to entertain it. And kind oh. of like to Frankie's They're earlier traded for Fitzpatrick. just, uh, no, nah, you don't, you don't do that for Fitzpatrick. But at this point, like just even the fact that they were 10 point dogs, like that, like no one ever thought earlier in the year, you'd have to worry about that with the Eagles, but it was just an overall boring game it was terrible also they did great kicker did you guys see greg uh zerlin's ridiculous like line drive drive. it was the best part of the game it was literally the best part of the game because me and tony looked at each other and we're like well he's gonna fucking miss and then he just zipped it through and we went we looked at each other and went how the fuck did he make that incredible it was so cool and then of course literally the next kick he missed he missed of course all right let's get out of here I think that does it for football. Uh, yeah, NFL was fun this week, despite some really shitty games. Um, so with that, Deals. Uh, we just did the intro for the bonus episode. <laughs> We're back. Let's jump into, for the third week in a row, I can't. With a new yes, host, with baby. A new host. New host. With, new, with a new host. I can't believe that either. And even a team picking. A, 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 a picking or a reveal? A picking? A reveal. What a reveal? Is, what? That's worse than pronouncing. Yeah. A, <laughs> no, I was saying a picking because I picked a team. Uh, okay. That'll be at the end, though. And spoilers, it's me. Uh, let's get into some soccer talk. Let's throw it to the new host, Tony. What do you got for us? Choo-choo. Tony Cohen, by the way, not Boza. <laughs> yeah. Somehow... We were talking about our soccer segment, and then I ended up the host, and I'm still not entirely sure how this happened. But here we are. So, fucking Slappy over here and Dudu Diegas, 
Tell me about the Champions wow. League. I need to hear it. What was so great about Real Madrid? Should they be worried? Uh, I think Real should be worried. They're very lucky that they tied that game. They got two late goals. Um, they Who played. They, play? um, they played. Um, I'm gonna butcher this name. Gladbach in the Bundesliga. That was really good. That's very a real good. name. That was Mon, yeah. Mon Gladbach. They're German from the Bundesliga. Is that their uh, Halloween name? Like how I'm like Frankie Fear, but it's like Fear like scary. Is that their Halloween? How they? Yeah, pronounce? it's like it's like Dracula's. Like I yeah. want to suck their blood, but really it's like Gladbach. Happy post Halloween, guys. <laughs> I'll throw I'll throw this one out there. Group B, I thought was going to be the group of death because Real Madrid was coming off of some pretty poor play in their league. And I didn't think that they were going to hold up in the champions league. So it sounds like it looks like that's coming true. And also I said, Shakhtar uh, Donetsk was going to play well in the champions league because they always do. And they have. So I think that that's shaping up to be the group of death. I know that we said that there really wasn't what wasn't one uh, on paper, but uh, it seems to be an exciting uh, group out of those ones. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even the one I thought would have been the group of death when I had like, spoke when we had spoken about that a few weeks ago yeah yeah uh, no I, I i totally agree but yeah I, I think real has a lot that they need to focus on especially with they need to win that game against inter um just to even try and make a run at getting in i mean they'll probably get top two um but that's going to be a big game against them for inter um i still think ix is moving on to the next round you really think so i don't know man i think Antalanta is so so tough but they've been inconsistent, and I think a lot of their Serie A games is showing that too, where they're going to lose, a, they're going to lose, or they're going to tie a game where they should have won. And I think Ajax will pull off a couple extra wins to get them into second, and Atalanta would be in third. I wish I could believe you more, but this is not the Ajax of like two, even just two years ago, because all their players left. It's like I feel like Dusan Tadic is the only guy that's left from that from that team that went to the semifinals of the Champions League. Please say that um, name again. Isn't Ajax in third place? Dusan Tadic. Oh, I thought you called him a douche. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Douche, douche on Tadic. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call Steven from now on. <laughs> yeah. Ajax That's is great, in, um... Frank. <laughs> so, Sorry. yeah, Tony Cohen, Ajax is in third place. But, How do they yeah. move on then? So, Steve, do you want to explain this? Because I explained it no. two weeks ago to is Frankie. This like no, the you NFC got it. You got it. Huh? No. It's like the NFC East where a really bad team gets to move on. So all, all top two teams make it on, but then they consider some teams that are in third place based on points. So you, you'll have some divisions where the third place team has gets 10 points in six games, which is mm. probably more than some divisions even get in, in their first place. So they do this in other wild sports. Card. They're wild card. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're wild card, but yeah, they're, they're basically a wild card is the best way of saying that. They should do this in more different sports. That'd be fun. They Wait a minute. They don't do that card. for the Champions League, don't they? Well, they do that no, for like the European Championships. Yeah. And... Well, yeah, it's for the Euros of what they're the wild but, card because they, they move back down basically. No, but I thought yeah. the third no, place but for team this, just goes to Europa League. Yeah, exactly. And then they go. So Tony Cohen, baseball boy. Yeah. To, from a baseball fan to a baseball fan. Top two teams in each of the groups, there's eight groups, move on to the knockout round to the Champions League. Yeah. And then the third place team in each of those groups gets uh, knocked down into the Europa League knockout, which is the lesser European league. 
that Arsenal's in because they're in they're a lesser European team. Tony, you follow uh, college basketball? It's unfortunate. A little bit. You oh yeah, the the NCAA tournament, Good right? Put yeah. It. Then there's the NIT tournament for any team. Uh, Think of it as any the third place teams would get knocked down to the NIT tournament. Got it. So my choo choo train's gonna win the NIT tournament. Yes. There you go. No, definitely not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not gonna not gonna come close. Well, listen, they did cover when I said they would cover last De- week. Depending on Frankie's pick of a team, you might have jumped the gun on picking uh, locomotive Moscow. Hey, good teams win, great teams cover. They're doing this, they're doing the <laughs> ladder. I'm good. surprised they even tied. I, I'm surprised they, they even tied it at one point in that game yeah, against Bayern. I, I don't know what the hell was wrong with Bayern the last week. They, they play down to the competition. Like no offense, don't no, but, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just come out and murder yeah, teams. Sometimes six they to kill one. people. Yeah, sometimes they kill teams. Maybe locomotives better than we thought. I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. This was like the Vikings beating the Packers this week. Don't do that to total, me. Total total fluke, and the Packers just played down to the competition. Ugh. All right, what do you guys think about Chelsea? They played a shitty team too, right? I fucking love it. I love it. Mendy they in the back. Suck. This, well, I mean, no, not now. Give it like two more weeks, and they'll find the games that they'll lose and tie. Um, but going into this week, this was their third straight clean sheet, and um, they had their fourth over the weekend. Mendy looks great offensively. It's just crazy with the the player personnel that Lampard is working with, and Clean just kind of, things you never heard with Keppa's name. No, never. And, oh. Keppa, and Keppa hasn't even been like in the on the bench. They've been having Willie um, as the backup keeper right now, though. So I'm very happy with that. Is um, his first or last name Willie? First name is Willie. That's pretty good. No, so I'm mad about one thing. They all right. It went over last week. But Chelsea used to be an automatic lock for me to bet an over. Now I have to like <laughs> kind of consider it because Mendy's like a good goaltender. Like with Kepa, I could count on like two goals being led up against us, and, and score and three. we would have to score three to make it to win or at least tie, score two. So now I have to like consider whether I want to bet an over with Chelsea. That's my only problem with this. Well, I think we also found out who our new penalty taker is. Uh, it's not after. Jorginho. No, it's it's Werner. He ended up taking that second penalty, though. Um, but it's been so nice to see offensively and defensively, too. Uh, Chilwell has been very consistent on the left side. Um, I can't believe that he's only 23. That was the thing I think that surprised me the most. For some reason, I thought he was around 27, 28. But our team is just very young, uh, very agile. Um, defensively, I mean, with Silva, he, he's had some solid games, too, in the back. I was very worried with that signing. We were signing a 36-year-old defender, um, but it definitely is is showing defensively how we're we're working together and getting the clean sheets, though. Yeah, I'll I'll give you credit when it's due. That Chelsea team looks really good, and I've been talking so much shit about your defense because, I mean, the defense has been shit for a very long time, but they're 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 proving me wrong. That's for sure. You guys look really good. I'm I'm, I'm pretty afraid for Europe. I mean, when we do get there and we actually play you guys in that uh, arena or realm again, um, but specifically in the English Premier League, I'm really, I'm, I'm really not looking forward to playing you guys, especially with the way that our defense plays. You guys are going to slice this up. Well, what did you think of the, uh, the Barcelona game? I don't know. I thought it was a fluke because Juve didn't have Ronaldo. They didn't have McKenney. And as much as we don't want to say that McKenney's not a big part of their plan, uh, with each passing game, he is becoming one. 
you saw Ronaldo came in over the weekend in Serie A and scored a goal like three, four minutes in right after he came on. So I think the next uh, go around when Barca plays Juve in the group, hopefully everybody's healthy and we get like a full healthy matchup of both of those big teams. Um, but I mean, Barca, I guess, just took care of business. You have to, um, I guess, slay the team when, when they're down and out and, and have those types of injuries. And they, and they did that. Yeah. And I messed up on this one. Actually. I didn't realize McKinney was on, came off the bench in this game in like the 75th. Oh, did he really? Think, yeah. It was the, the Serie A game where he didn't play though. Um, but yeah, I mean, this wasn't the game that we were all looking for. We were, I know I was excited to know that we were going to get two games of Ronaldo versus Messi. Um, so I'm hoping there's no reason why we won't get that the second time around, but I think that would be a true depiction of how that game is actually going to play. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, with this division or this, this group though, Barcelona and, and Juventus are going to move on. So I would be very, very surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I agree. As much as I don't want to talk about this team in the champions league, I know I'm not going to talk about the team. I'm going to talk about the player, but boy is Rashford <laughs> like killing it right now i mean with that hat trick on all, he got me on over. all fronts he got me in over fronts. by coming in and scoring a hat trick i've never seen something like that it was crazy especially against leipzig to 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 shut them out i think that i mean Vos, i i did think that game would have gone over but i would but it, it both wasn't games. it wasn't looking great at one point like and then rashford comes in and it's they like scored four goal, goals goal, in the last goal, like goal. after the seventh or after the 70th minute they had four goals scored yeah, I like this Rashford fella. Did you guys see that he partnered with Burberry to like end child hunger? He's trying to end child. Yeah, hunger. yeah, that's pretty cool. Apparently, he was a poor little boy with no food, so he's trying to give back now. <laughs> no, but all honesty, he's been doing great with the community, and I know Steve, we were talking about this. Like, karma is definitely working in his favor, but he is probably one of the hottest players right now across all leagues just with how he's been clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm convinced it's straight karma, though, because he's doing so much good for the world that there's no way it's not going to come back in spades on the field. So uh, until he stops feeding children, I think he's just going to continue to trend upward. Steve, I'm sure you're going to talk about – I know you're going to talk about your one-minute drill, but good thing his, that his team won in the Premier League, too, on that, that, that same weekend, right? <laughs> Steve? 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 What? Didn't, Sarcasm. Didn't, didn't his team win that weekend also? In yeah. The Premier League? Yeah, I think they did. Okay. I, I'm didn't sure you'll get, hit on didn't it. They get, didn't they get a penalty? Don't uh, cut this. Like they always I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll hit on it. Don't worry. All right, guys. Enough <laughs> about this Champions League. I want to talk about the NIT tournament in the Europa League. <laughs> bravo. Bravo. Love All the right. segue. Let's talk about Tottenham and Levekusen. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you whoever, put, no, whoever put that in, screw Tony. Wait, wait, hold so, on. Try, try again. Try again the second one. Now say it. That's Lever, Leverkusen. Okay. Yeah, they still messed oh. up. <laughs> Leverkusen. Leverkusen. That makes a lot more sense. All right, anyway, let's hear about it. Tottenham and Leverkusen. Well, Tottenham already sucks. Bailback. I beg to differ. Oh. Oh, oh get the fuck out of here if you pick them i'm i'm just oh, i'm leaving this oh, podcast I yes i'm so excited now you'll you'll find out why oh this is gonna be oh, so definitely took because of bail just come on 
Let's keep All going. Right. Tottenham sucks. They lost to a shitty team. I can't believe they lost. And then Jose Mourinho just like hosed all of his players and said, well, you guys keep bugging me about not playing this player this game and playing this player that game. Well, this is giving you the reason why I don't play those players in the other big games. So he and Jose Mourinho is is notorious for just shitting all over his players. So what he does is he comes in the first year, starts building it up. Second year, he usually wins a trophy, which I pray to God that does not happen this year. And then the third year, he just gets on everyone's bad side, the players, the owners, the fans. And then in the middle of that third season, he leaves. That is like the cycle of Jose Mourinho. And so this is his second year. Yeah, he's hitting that that cycle. Yeah, he's getting there, man. No, Tottenham, that was a terrible loss. Leverkusen, as much as it was a terrible loss, um, there was the red. It was the red card. I mean, early on in the first half, I think it was like in the 20th minute. Um, They still did well possession-wise. I mean, they they were pretty much even on the shots. I think the biggest difference is that they only had one shot on target where their opponent had six. Um, Yeah, they didn't deserve to win that game, Joe. No, agree. They didn't deserve it, but it could have been worse. I think that the the things to keep in mind in these type of games is that you're happy you lose only one nothing because if goal differential becomes a factor into moving on, you've minimized that as much as possible while you were playing down a man for well over 70 minutes in the game. So uh, definitely not good for them, but I think this will kind of spark the – this is like the kick in the ass that they need. And hopefully for Tottenham too, but also hopefully not for Tottenham. I hope they just keep losing um, in the Europa League. Um, but I, I think one of the great wins that happened this week, and I think Foz, I was like telling you about this on a from like a betting perspective, but Napoli um, winning one nothing this week. Oh, I need to interrupt that though for a second. Yeah. So for the fans at home, they gave me bullet points to follow as the new host of the soccer show, and it says great win for Napoli with only thirty eight percent. What the fuck does that mean? So I did that as, as a quick tippet. So they only had possession for 38% of the game. Ah, okay. Learning here. Learning. So, um, is that, got- us- is that rare? Usually- I mean, it, no, it happens, but it's usually that that's a lot of people's complaint with soccer. Like they get very annoyed with the fact that you can dominate a game, have all the shots on goal, but all you need from the other team's perspective is one lucky shot to go in. Mm-hmm. And that team can then just play lockdown defense. They can just park the bus and sit and they'll win one, nothing, which Voza, is kind of what Napoli did here. Those yeah. just explained to Tony and Frankie about why we don't like soccer, telling us the exact reason why we don't like, <laughs> like soccer. It's literally the stats behind Pretty why much. we don't like it. Yeah. It's, it's the reason we don't. <laughs> the the yeah. amount of times that you have a team, I think Man United is very known for this, where they would have possession of the ball for 75% of the game and still lose 2 nothing. And they oh, would no, have, no, like, no, 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 no. You know what team that is. That's Arsenal, straight up. Arsenal Banger years, we'd, we'd, we'd make like freaking 500 sideways and backwards passes. And then Jose Mourinho's uh, park the bus teams would just hit counterattacks on us like it was nothing. Tony, there was a team, so this was – going back a while ago greece um like they were famous for this like in in national like they would just sit and play suffocating defense and hope for that one lucky shot to go in and then you just couldn't score they they beat they beat portugal in portugal for the euros uh in the euro finals and everyone was just sitting there like 
this is the worst thing ever. Like, there's no reason this team should be the European champion, but they would just sit there and play defense and hope you make one mistake. And then they, they would, their possession numbers were never over like 30%, but they made it to the finals and won. So, what you're saying is, fuck the Greeks. Oh, yeah. I'm not, ha- I will f- never forgive them for that one. <laughs> But the Portuguese, the Portuguese got the French back, uh, kind of doing the same thing. So I was okay True. with it. And the one thing to like that's so interesting with soccer, Tony Cohen, is when you look at this stat line for the Napoli game. So they had thirty-eight possession, thirty-eight percent possession. Napoli had six shots, only one on target. Real Sociedad had fourteen shots, and four were on target. So it's just one of those games that, on paper, you think it's a game where Napoli can easily lose. But to Vos's point, they had one shot on goal, which was the goal that they scored. And that's kind of how soccer ends up going. And that's why I love the sport. I know that's why some of you don't love the sport as much. But I, I enjoy that that thrill of knowing that my team can be the reason of, of winning on just shooting one or be the reason of losing after they've taken, like, 25 fucking shots all game and can't it's hit any I, on target. It's why I hate betting on soccer if i didn't bet on soccer i would enjoy it that but the fact that i'm betting on the game and watching those stats is infuriating Hmm. i asked a question and it turned into a giant tangent i really should be careful (laughs) (laughs) you might you might actually you might actually make it seem like you want to talk about soccer yeah really i (laughs) my role as a host and anti-soccer person got a little muddled there i gotta you <laughs> separate you literally asked a question on something he was gonna explain anyway and you would have figured it out too <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm true i'm just to, completely shit the bed with that one frankie i'm new to hosting I'm, I'm not in your role yet so i'm just i'm taking baby steps here You're but getting there, let's hit these last ones power five league wrap up the power five teams are apparently premier no, la liga the, league, the leagues are the, the leagues, leagues are. The oh yeah, Premier League, La Liga League. Is that really what it's called? Yep, La Liga. That's ridiculous. Liga Seriously? means league, stupid. Oh, so it's not La Liga League. It's <laughs> the league. The league. <laughs> wait, 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 isn't that that song? Like, isn't there a song that kind of has like the, those words? The league no. league. No, Liga League. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. And I'm gonna Liga 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 Liga. All right, no. Ser- Series A, Bunsen Liga. Serie A. Get the fuck out. That literally you're, says Syria. You're Italian. Italian. Right. You're Italian. Syria. I know what the title's going to be. two separate words here. I know what the title's going to be now. How do you anyway. say A? How do you say A in Italian? <laughs> Series A. Ah. Syria. Yeah. I but, can't wait until he gets to the last one. That's the uh, Italian anyway. league. Syria. <laughs> anyway. Bundesliga. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Language. wrong too. Bundesliga. Yeah. Bundesliga. Language. You forgot the D. And all right. I'm, I can't wait for you to butcher since, this. Since is this Italian? It's French. French. It's French. I was gonna say because then it's like Liga Un, but you guys want to go with League One? No, you were closer to the first. Yeah, time. You were close to the first one. <laughs> Liga Un. Liga Un, uh, of course, because it, French is Italian, right? All right, yeah. come on, we, hit these. It what? I said we. Oh, okay. Yes, in French. Steve, ahead, I know there's yeah, a lot yes. on here. I'll, I'll, I'll cover two. Hit him. Wait, cover. how is Chelsea here twice? Because they, play they, this is the they play Premier both. League. So it's it's their actual league. So the oh, Champions League in Europa happens midweek, and then they play their actual weekend games in their actual league that they're this in. This is a lot. Spoiler alert. This was a big factor into why I picked the team I picked. Oh, boy. All oh, right. Man. Continue, Good, guys. I'm sitting out now for a little. I'll, I'll just touch on two. Joe, of them. touch on them. Yeah. 
Uh, Chelsea, I have to talk about them again. Strong weekend, three nothing against Burnley. We usually do a good job against them, um, but this was once again just. Def- I was more impressed defensively than I was offensively. A little bit worried that Pulisic was starting, and then they pulled him out with injury. Um, Werner ended up coming in and starting, um, but it's just crazy with the additions that they've made and and how they've played is is something I hope continues, but in typical Chelsea fashion. Uh, they're probably going to find ways to lose. So I'm going to take advantage of uh, that. And I think the other one I want to talk about is the Southampton game. That was a wild game against Aston Villa uh, for nothing. And then they were, they were up for nothing. They gave up three goals. Um, Southampton has really been up and down all week. Um, but those were the two that I wanted to touch on. I'm going to touch on the next two. I'm going to say the best for last, obviously. So Everton, I think has become the frauds that we know they are, they started off really, really well. And their lineup on paper looks good, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to sustain their form. And for the second one, I'm going to speak about this team that went into this stadium in Manchester against this team that everyone thought, oh, you know, they're great. They're playing good in the Champions League. And what did we do? We walked in there, one one nothing. And the best way to do it, we won it on a fucking penalty against Man United, who gets all the penalties in the world. Paul Pogba made a terrible challenge on Bellerin, got the call. Aubameyang stepped up, uh, put the penalty in. He really uh-huh. needed that for his, for his confidence. Um, and just the performances throughout the team. Thomas Party, party time is here. That guy was... Oh my God. I thought I saw, I thought I was watching Patrick Vieira on the field. Gabrielle looked amazing in central defense. We haven't had one of those. Uh, that's what, that's the difference between the Packers and Arsenal. Arsenal actually goes out and gets uh, players in positions that have been uh, lacking in past years. And the Packers I mean, just don't do that. You mean like David Luiz? I mean, like David Luiz. <laughs> that, that's what we call a stopgap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to continue to say it. Arsenal just that trajectory is flying upward. I can't wait for the rest of the season. Freaking party El Nenny midfield, Aubameyang and Lacazette at the top, and Manchester United at the bottom of the goddamn table. You have got to love it. Got to love it. All and right. Yes. And yes, I just but did my one-minute drill. You better start thinking. But fuck it. All right. Thank you, Stephen and Joe, for this lovely soccer talk. But to wrap up soccer, I need to hear, Frankie, who are you backing so we know who's going to lose for the rest of eternity? I must so, say, hold on, before, before, he, before he mentions it, he has mentioned at least three times during this segment alone that you, got, you just gave us reasons to not like soccer. We don't even like this sport. Meanwhile, we're about to hear <laughs> the, the reveal for the team in a sport that he does not even like. Well, so, first of all, you I think guys we've are, won him over maybe a little bit. You guys are both dumb because I already am a fan of, of course, NYCFC. So you guys are stupid because I do like NYCFC. I have fun when I go to the games, when I basically get bummed a ticket off of one of you idiots who all have season tickets or had season tickets. I don't know how that's working. Uh, but let's go NYCFC. They did hey, good this weekend, apparently. Frankie, all right. Guys, the first time I like hung out with Frankie was an NYCFC yeah, game, and I he was bet- he, 
he asked me if he could bet on the game through my like app. And I was like, yeah, sure. I've never seen someone go so hard at an NYC yeah. game for them to score. And he has to go to the whole Nick, game. Besides Nick Diegas. Like I've he, <laughs> Frankie was yelling louder than other fans were about Guess goals. What? Frankie's Shout out Nick Diegas. Frankie's a bigger degenerate than he is a soccer hater. So <laughs> jokes on you, nerds. With that said, <laughs> I did actually pick a team. I picked the Premier League team because that I think is going to be the easiest for me to follow. The team I picked, the reason I picked them is because in their last four games have beaten Lister City, tied with Tottenham, tied with Man City, and only lost to Liverpool by one. Those are three Jeez. of the four best teams. Those And Man City is actually a pretty good team from all I've heard. I'm going with West Ham United FC, baby. Oh <laughs> I think they're super God. underrated. And based what on the four, what based on the 14 seconds of research I did, I just saw that they like played good against good teams. And I was like, oh, they're not as bad as like what they look like, and they're not going to get kicked out of the league. So let's go West Ham. You know what you need to worry uh, about with them? Frankie, you know what's hysterical is they uh, were, like, really close to getting kicked out last year. Yeah, yeah. No, but they're doing better this year. So I'm going I am going them. to laugh uh, they're when playing, we – They're playing Fulham this weekend, so I'm going to try to watch – Frankie, them. they're our biggest rival. Game. Yeah, no, that's good. West Ham, let's go, baby. Yeah. I um, love that you picked them, man. I can't wait till we take Declan Rice away from you, too. I, I also, like, I wrote – I wrote in quotation marks – a joke about West Ham like being my team and I can't remember what it is. The only thing I could think of off the top of my head now is that we're Westerners and I'm a big ham. <laughs> Boo. Oh West, my West, God. West Ham. Listen, my team goes choo choo. So nice. I automatically win. Can you guys go back to hating soccer and just taking your headphones off? I would love to, but you guys brought this on yourself. We asked for this. Joe, I, wish he, I, wish he, I wish he picked someone like a London Derby team just to like – He did. I thought he was going to pick Leeds for a second. I so, was like hearing with some of the games. But, but so, by the way, the realistic – the reason why I picked them is because I saw they weren't in a Champions League. Oh, wait, League. yeah, they are. Never mind. Wait, yeah, they're, sorry. They're not in they the Champions League. They're not in a Europa League. So, I only have to follow one, one. game a week. So, I can't even fair. believe when we picked teams, we thought we had to follow them. <laughs> I, I, I was told I need to follow them. Yeah, oh, to, oh I'm God. saying Tony Cohen jumped the gun on picking a Yo, team the, from Russia. The, gi the Giants are going for two right now to tie the game with oh, 28 boy. seconds left. Jesus Christ. All right, guys, soccer is done. Choo choo. Frankie, uh, move it on. Let's go. Let's go, West Ham. That'll do it for soccer this week. Thank you, Tony Cohen, Tony Bellata. You did a great job hosting for your first Choo -choo. time. I think uh, I think you'll get the hang of it as we go. And God forbid we become soccer fans because of this. That won't happen. Don't worry about it. Let's You're going to see us with the scarves on the screen next. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Frankie's going to be yelling at us in a month from now about fucking West Ham. Full, can you believe Fulham beat them? Yeah. You're going to be like, what a fucking wanker. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take it easy. Let's <laughs> Let's get into, insert sound effect here, the one-minute drills. Mm -hmm. Joe Diegas, since I just touched on them as a team that I actually do like when I'm in the stadium rooting for them, uh, you've got them in your one-minute drill. So, Diegas, you go first. Yeah, so I have two items I want to talk about. So, one of my buddies, 
He's a big Man United fan. He didn't like the the talk that we had uh, last week, just or even the weeks before about Me what they're going to do in Champions League. So I got a message from him. It was an image, and it says, "Your apology needs to be as loud as your disrespect was." And oh, I was Goose? going to. I was I was going to apologize, but you didn't even win fucking this weekend against Arsenal and you lose on a penalty kick. So I'm not apologizing. I do think they're still going to come in third place. They're not going to be in the top six. I stand by that man United Rashford is doing well. He's going to be on his decline. Good karma is going to flip the other way. Your team has been terrible. Uh, You are a Ravens fan too. So you had a terrible Sunday with the Ravens losing against the Steelers, but on a lighter note, NYCFC um, played against the Red Bulls. Uh, historically, we haven't been the best playing against them. We win five to two. Castellanos with the hat trick. Uh, offensively, we were worried with Haber being out for the season. Uh, they're definitely playing in form going into the playoffs, and that's my one minute drill. Perfect. I'm not apologizing is, either. Damn it. it! Is the fan Goose? Yeah, Gustavo. Goose. So. Goose. Go fuck yourself, Goose. <laughs> Double baseball next week. <laughs> Shouts out, Goose, for actually commenting on our shit. <laughs> yeah. I have to give you shit with Man United, though, Goose. Steve, you're up next. <laughs> well, I already did my one-minute drill in my tirade about yeah. Arsenal, so let's uh, – let's, why, not, why not continue it? Uh, I could think of a few reasons. <laughs> oh, I bet you could. <laughs> I bet you could. No, I'll, all, all I'll say about um, – all I'll say about Arsenal, actually, on a, on a different note. So, Arsene Wenger, ex-coach of Arsenal, probably the reason why I love Arsenal, among other reasons, uh, is coming out with his autobiography. It's being released on the 10th. Uh, I already have it pre-ordered. It's going to get to me that day. I cannot wait to read it. Uh, probably going to learn why we didn't sign Messi and Ronaldo and all the other top five players in the world in the past 15 years, which has been the rumor that's been going around for what feels like forever. And then just want to touch on Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's 39 years old, and he's leading Serie A in goals. He looks insane. I don't know why he went to MLS early for his, like, retirement tour, because he definitely still has more left in the tank. And if anything, he should be playing for Sweden again in the international. So I fully expect him to be in the European Championships come next year for Sweden. What team is uh, is he on? Because I follow him on Instagram because he's hey, Milan. Yeah, is he's, he on, on Milan? he's on Milan. Maybe I'll be a Milan fan. It depends Welcome. on if he keeps, if he keeps scoring good. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You place. can't jump. You can't jump off of that bandwagon. He could be in two different. I leagues. could do. I could what jump off of the two different leagues. I want. It's soccer. It's no. I didn't think. Seriously? I didn't think you'd want to commit to more than one team. I'm not gonna commit to. Okay, I'm an a, I'm an what AC Milan fan about? for Syria. Just remember, I'm, with AC Milan though, you may have to watch two games a week. Oh, mm-hmm. never mind. West Ham, baby. I'm not watching anything in the morning. If it's an afternoon game, maybe I'll watch. Yeah, sometimes you have a 7.30 a.m. game. Yeah, no, fuck that. I tried doing that when I used to work at the gym. Uh, guess who turned that shit off after four minutes every single time? So, Anywho, Steve, good uh, good drill. Voza. All right, you guys got let, me? Let's hear a little uh, college football. All right, uh, so I'm going to do a little college football for everybody. Number one, uh, Clemson beat BC this week. But most importantly, Trevor Lawrence has COVID. 
Uh, he missed the game. Um, they still have a five-star recruit because Clemson just pulls them out of their asses now to play quarterback. It was a little scary, but they ended up uh, beating BC anyway. More importantly, Trevor Lawrence will be missing the game against number four Notre Dame next week. So let's see if Clemson can continue their undefeated streak. Uh, number two, Bama destroyed Mississippi State, continues to roll, will win the SEC and be in the playoffs. Number seven, Cincinnati's defense is legit shutting down Memphis this weekend and just putting the mollywop on them. Number 13, Michigan still fucking sucks, and Jim Harbaugh needs to get fired soon, losing to little brother Michigan State this weekend after beating Minnesota last week. Seventeen, Number 17, Windiana impresses against Rutgers, beating them impressively. Uh, number three, Ohio State beat the shit out of number 18, Penn State, on Saturday night in, Penn, in Happy Valley. Uh, fuck Penn State. Ohio State's going to win. And finally, the Big 12 keeps beating the shit out of each other. They're not going to be in the playoffs. And Pac-12 comes back this weekend. Uh-huh. Voza went over. Not yeah, well, I have though. a lot to not cover. Not by a lot. That was pretty but good. you did rip through it pretty good. Yeah, for all that you had there. That's impressive. Yeah. All right. Since we're picking teams, by the way, I'm sitting here in an LSU hoodie. I, I, I like LSU. No, you don't. don't. Not this year. I'm not. Exactly. They fucking suck. <laughs> I'm not really like a college football guy. And like my the two teams that I like – are LSU and Notre Dame. But I feel like Notre Dame is always a letdown because they always play shitty teams and then they yes. get trounced in the bowl game. Correct. And LSU really just – I like Coach O, and that's pretty much it. Uh, who am I, Who should I be looking at for, like, a team to follow for the rest of – This like, year? Besides Bama, besides fucking – like Clemson, who's like I a know fun who, one. I know who and if you say, say. Whis- if you say Wisco, no, I can't say Wisco because, like, unfortunately, like we might not play again this season. Yeah, um, like you guys might be done. If we're gonna like talk about like fun teams, like, like if you want defense, go to the Big Ten. If you want like a team that's gonna score and play no defense, go to the Big Twelve. I like want a team. I want a team that might make the playoff and might win a game in the playoff. Just to be like, yeah, I can't believe. All right, well, if you want it, Ohio State, but Ohio State, I guess. Like, I do. You can jump on. You can jump on that bandwagon. Everyone's gonna hate you. But I am an Urban Meyer fan. Like the the four teams in the playoffs right now are Clemson, Bama, um, Ohio State, and and Notre Notre Dame right now. So should I just Uh, ride Notre Dame and be like, haha, fuck you guys? No, well, don't worry. Clemson without Trevor Lawrence is going to lay the fucking beat down on Notre Dame this weekend, and they're going to get knocked out. All right, so we'll make. I'll make my decision if I'm going to be a Notre Dame fan next week. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. That means you're going to watch a game on the Saturday. You're going to watch football on Sunday. You're going to watch West Ham. I believe they play on Sunday. You got a lot of games you got to watch this weekend. Now, Frankie, West Ham plays uh, Saturday at three o'clock. So you got oh you got to watch a couple games on Saturday now. I mean I don't have to do anything. I could just check the box score afterwards. <laughs> true, not true fan. I, exactly. Point point taken, Joseph. <laughs> Let, let's let's try to speed things up. Uh, Tony Bellotta, Tony Cohen. You're All right, up. guys. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Mets again. Um, the Wilpon era is definitely over. I need to touch on some of like the worst things that have ever happened while the Wilpons on the team. Um, in 2011, he ripped basically every star on the team saying Dave Wright's not a superstar. Carlos Beltran's only 65 to 70% of what he was. And that Jose Reyes thinks he's going to get Carl Crawford money. And he did from the Marlins. Uh, that, the Bernie Madoff scandal, the 2006 playoff loss followed by the two following years um, were just absolute dog shit. 
But pretty much where I want to get at is it's not just the money with Cohen. It's just getting rid of the whole Mets are going to do Mets fucking nonsense that I think he's just going to be able to get rid of that culture, turn the team around, bring some respectability to them. He's already starting by actually creating a Twitter account and asking fans what they think. And I think he's going to do great things for the Mets. I kind of lost my train of thought on this one minute drill, but that's it. You're good. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'm probably going to go over like I usually do, but Rob Manfred, the commissioner of major league baseball is quite possibly the softest, most terrible human being on the face of the earth. He is what I like to call, uh, which is a sped up version of the term pussy baby bitch. He (laughs) got booed in a stadium that he allowed people in and started crying while he was trying to give away awards at the end of the World Series. He is a crybaby. He is he has no self-awareness. He should be shot in the back of the head twice and we should get a new commissioner because baseball is for the worst having somebody so weak in charge. At least Roger Goodell gets booed and leans into it. He's about that life. He wants to be the villain. Rob Manfred is a fucking coward and he should be excommunicated from the baseball world. That's all I got. Nice. Perfect. A minute. Wow. One, more, one more time. One more time. <laughs> That'll do it for just, one. Let's just, let's just let that sit for a little while. It felt I'll, good. I'll extend it. I'll, I'll, make, I'll cut this out and just leave a long gap. And then <laughs> Uh, with that said that'll do it for one minute drills let's move on to our final segment our only recurring segment on every episode of the podcast the great insert music here Mm. Wizard of Oz Uh, good evening morning afternoon to my fellow degenerates Um, I'm a little disheartened right now is if you're like me you were probably betting on this giant game and if you had the under the giants just threw a fucking touchdown to kill it at 30 seconds left and didn't get the two-point conversion anyway just to double fuck everybody so fuck the giants so the um, giants covered they're a great team yeah okay we'll, we'll go with that uh let's go recap in the last week diegas went two and two uh his principal bet on the jets did not work out um, he was on leads, but they got run off the pitch today. And Southampton and Granada had big wins this weekend for him. So he went two and two. I think because technically Southampton and Granada were big favorites, he came, He comes out on top for units, but that we'll ignore that. To our hottest gambler on the show right now, Tony Bellotta, 3-0 again this week. Woo-hoo! He had the Seattle Dolphins and Steelers all covered. Steelers and Dolphins outright winners as underdogs. So follow Tony. He'll make some money. Yeah. Frankie, one and one. He had the Raiders to win, which is great. Uh, Lions to lose, unfortunately. Uh, they got blown out by the Colts. Uh, Steve went one and oh with his Bosnian soccer pick with <laughs> Zirinjinski winning three to one last week. <laughs> so amazing. that was absurd. Um, and then I went two and three. Uh, I had Carolina, who the Falcons finally were able to win a game, so that didn't go well for me. I had Titans, who just didn't show up against the Bengals. 
And the Bills, who I lost by the hook, if you were good enough to get the three, you got the push at least. Uh, on the flip side, though, I had Raiders plus three and money line, so that was a nice winner against the Browns. Um, overs, there were eight overs this weekend, five unders, four favorites one versus nine dogs. Nine dogs covered on Sunday, which is incredible. I think Jeez. this is the third week in a row. Third week in a row dogs. where the dogs are just More running dogs. crazy. Uh, my bad beat of the week actually comes from college football this weekend. So it comes from that Clemson game. So before the Trevor Lawrence news, the, the number for the over was 61. In the final two minutes of the game, BC was winning 32 to 28. Uh, sorry, Clemson was winning 32 to 28 and BC was on their own five yard line. And the quarterback goes into the end zone and Clemson gets the safety to push the total over 61 to hit 62. So if you're on the over, congratulations. If you're on the under, really sorry. That sucks. Um, my special. So we're going to have a little piece in here. It's the special guest pick of the week. Uh, Nick Diegas last week, unfortunately, gave us Lazio. They tied. He was really excited for about 20 minutes when they were winning. Um, he thought he was going to get to come back every week and give his picks because he was just going to give winners the whole time. <laughs> Uh, this week, it's my buddy Tommy Petroccioni. He gave me two picks for us. Uh, number 11, BYU, is in Boise, number 25, Boise State this weekend. He's picking them minus three. I agree with that pick. They are away, but BYU looks legit this year. Uh, also, since the Pac-12 is coming back, Arizona State, USC, over 58. He gave me uh, some little, little reasoning for that, just because all the teams and leagues that have been coming back, no practice, no defense. Overs have been hitting on those games. So over 58 in that game. Uh, let's switch to picks of the week from the guys. Frankie, what do you got? So I've been going with two or three picks every week, and it just is not working out for me. So now I finally got a win, and I'm going to ride my hot hand. Uh, the Raiders uh, were a win for me last week. They were underdogs. So they're underdogs again. They're plus one and a half at the Chargers. I think just with the, the way the Chargers luck is going and – the fact that I still think the Raiders are the best, whatever they are. I think they're four and three now. I'm just going to say whatever record they are, they're the best that record team in the league. Uh, I got Raiders plus one and a half. All right. Thank you, Frankie. Steve, what do you got? No Bosnian picks this week? I have no Bosnian picks, but I'm sticking into soccer. Um, shout out to Mike O for this one. And I actually agree with him wholeheartedly because uh, I think I might be the anti-man you person on this uh, podcast. I have Everton plus 185 money line versus Man United. Uh, Everton's at home. And the fact that they're the underdog while they're third in the league versus Man United, who is 15th, I don't give a shit if they're playing well in the Champions League. If they can't play well in the league, that's an entirely different thing. So I expect uh, Everton to take advantage. Steve, quickly, when does that tip off? 7.30 a.m. on Saturday. Thank you very much. I will not uh, be watching. I actually like that after um, their loss this week against Newcastle. Switching over, apparently, to the Wizard of Dieguez, uh, who has a <laughs> nice plate of picks. I, I don't know. So I did this for purposes of Boza because he always says I never let him know when games are. So I actually am only giving three picks out. Um, okay. I'm doing two NFL, and then I'm actually doing a parlay for soccer. That is so, stupid. Oh, so, Jesus. For football, I have Seahawks minus two and a half against the Bills. Um, I think this is really going to be a statement game if the Bills can pull off this win against the Seahawks, but I think um, the Seahawks will be able to cover the minus two and a half. Um, I think the other game, there isn't a line, but once that line is out, hammer the Steelers against the Cowboys. I think that's a, a must you need to do on, yeah. that, on that spread. 
quickly, I, I was going to give that because I was looking through my app for my picks of the week, everybody, Nothing and it had it Steelers plus three against the Cowboys, and I was like, this has got to be wrong. Otherwise, I'm paying off my mortgage tonight like, <laughs> because that would be the hammer of the century. The Cowboys would find a way to fuck that up. <laughs> Go but, ahead, uh, Joe. To be determined on what that line comes out for the Steelers game. And then the parlay is Europa League, so this upcoming Thursday – I have Nice at plus 195, PSV at plus 242, and Granada at minus 127. If you parlay that, one unit will cash out at 16 units. So, Yo, come on. Are you really going to make me bet this now? For you the have day? to bet it because he pronounced it all right. <laughs> On a $20 bet, everybody, that's $320. So, no, wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, that's three. Or you could have just done 10 and 160. Yeah, I know, but I'm just thinking of my normal, like, parlay side. <laughs> um, but those are my picks. So Seahawks minus right. two and a half, Steelers, whatever that line comes out to be, and then they parlay with Nice, PSV, and Granada that are playing on Thursday. Oh, I can't wait to scream at Joe on Thursday. Tears uh, of joy. Balada, what do you got? I'm going to try to stay hot here. Um Gonna ride the fucking Lions at plus four. This is probably my favorite game coming up. There's no way that the Vikings should be four point favorites against anybody. I do not care that they beat the Packers in Green Bay in the slightest. That's a blip in the radar. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. They're currently sitting at four and a half. I would take it at five. I also don't like taking half points ever, so I would just buy that up. Um, they are playing the Cardinals. So as good as Kyler is, the Dolphins defense is pretty solid. And I think they continue to put some points on the board. And then last but not least, this game I kind of keep flip-flopping on, but I think I'm going to take the Ravens at minus three. I think the Colts are getting a little bit of a benefit of having played so well last week, and you never know what Colts team is going to show up, but there's no way that they're as good of a team as the Baltimore Ravens. So that's my picks. All right. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Wizard of Oz, I only have two this week just because the lines, a lot of them aren't out right now for some reason. Uh, I think it's a little funky with, you know, a lot of the injury news right now. Um, yeah. I had Green Bay minus three against San Fran, but that line's definitely going to at least go to six. Um, so I'm not sure if I – I think I would take it at six. Uh, anything over a touchdown is a little risky. Um, but San Fran's going to be without Jimmy G, who is out for now six to eight weeks. Kittle's out for eight weeks. Uh, so it's going to be a very run-heavy game. I could see the under being taken in that game just because I feel like there's – they're going to run the ball a lot. The Packers are going to run the ball a lot. So it's going to be not too many possessions. Um, the other one I was going to take is Bucks minus four against the Saints. But both these teams look shitty right now. The Bucks barely beating the Giants tonight and the uh, Saints barely beating the Bears on Sunday. So um, I'll take the Bucks right now just because they're in Tampa Bay and I don't think Tampa Bay gets swept by the Saints. Uh, if this line goes down, try and buy a hook to three maybe. Um, to make it a field goal, and uh, those will be the Wizard of Oz's locks of the week, and good luck, everybody. All right. Thank you, Voza. That was a fun one again. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. Um, be on the lookout, because we basically recorded a mini episode in the middle of this episode that's probably going to come out as a bonus episode, because this is going to be fucking three hours long if we don't do that. Uh, keep an eye out for our bonus baseball episode that we promised you last week and ended up doing this week by accident. Um, 
I, of course, am Frankie Vermonti. You can also catch me on the feature presentation. That is my movie podcast. I do with a couple of my other buddies. Uh, we're actually not releasing an episode uh, this Tuesday. We're waiting until after the election, and we're going to jump back in next Tuesday. So for now, check out the pilot episode and our episode on Spider-Man 3. Um, and yeah, for the boys, for Tony Cohen, Tony Voza, Joe Diego, Steven Signore, I'm Frankie Fremonti. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 914sports, and we'll catch you guys on the bonus episode, or we'll catch you next week. Thank you, and good night. Later, everyone. Later. Adios.